increasing your righteousness before other people in order to the needy. Sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they receive their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, as we examine the practice of our righteousness tonight for the praise of our neighbors, for their praise, Lord, is not a praise that they're worthy to give. For we are not worthy, God, are worthy to be praised. For only you are sinless. Only you are all-loving. Only you, Lord, bridge the gap between yourself and your children who had fallen into sin. We thank you, Lord, for the name Jesus Christ who bridged that gap and now practices righteousness in us. In your name we pray. Amen. Be careful that your practice of righteousness is not for the praise of the people around you. Dressed well, dropping you know very large amounts of money into an offering plate, hoping to be seen. Hoping that people look at them and go, wow, you know, what an important person or an important Christian. But there is no such thing as an important Christian. The word Christian means Christ follower. The one who is important is Jesus, not us. We're no better in elevation than the sinners around us. Who is better is Christ. He's the one who's better. That we could be worshiping him instead of worshiping ourselves. Be careful. Because too many deal with church as an audience for their lust for glory, their lust for praise. I want people to see me. I want them to know how great of a Christian I am. If you walk away, taught us. They shouldn't walk away going, man, what a great, what a great church. They're just so awesome. What a great spirit who intercedes for us. Jesus is talking about the Pharisees who would sound loud trumpets. They would walk down the streets giving small amounts of money to poor people and literally having people praise them for their generosity as they walk to the temple. This is the height of hypocrisy. And Jesus says, Be not reward the one who only seeks to be a Christian when there is an audience. Is only actuating and it's only activated by an audience. You have no real Christianity at all. If you don't spend time with God alone, that's a problem. Because God wants to spend that time with you. He desires to spend that time with you. He sent his son to die so he could have that time with you. And if you're waiting for the audience, reading and praying and going to church, you've got it backwards. If the only reason you seek ritualty, this is the opposite of what God wants. God wants you to be righteous because in your heart and soul, you desire to be holy as he is holy. One of the, the best things that ever happened to me is I had called a student one time before church on a Wednesday night, I think about a pickup, and we were uh, setting up an event that night. A student later told me at church, they were really excited because, oh, I'm going to find out how he really is. I'm going to find out, maybe exaggerating that. For a while, he was like, he just heard me walking around, mumbling about this, we had to get this thing ready or that thing ready for the service. Occasionally, someone else would be there and I would talk to them. And he said, you're just the same. You're just the same. And that's how we want to be. That's how we want to be. In fact, you should know how much of a goof 
and a moron, your pastor aim to be in the body of Christ. There is no reward for this one who is a uh, hypocrite. Verse 2, the atmosphere, that how great you are. I even struggle sometimes with social media after we do something. Like the kids will go pick up trash or they'll clean up a yard or we'll have a D now and I'll post some photos. And I sometimes wonder about this verse with even that. Now I think it comes down to the heart. My heart was not to take a, a photo of kids working and say, look how great the kids are. But it's important to think about. If my motive is only getting those views and likes and then, then we'll be real Christians. They want to be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. This this should scare us. This should shock us a little bit. If the reward of the praise of men is my true reward, what hope do I have on judgment day? What is God going to say to me that I've already stand in front of him? What's he going to say? He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. My reward of John is referencing the prophet Isaiah who has to correct Israel about their sin against the holy God. Chapter 12, verse 41. The Bible said, Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. And Pharisees, they did not confess it, so they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the God. They loved the praise of men more, and so they refused to speak out on what was right for fear of being thrown out of the synagogue. How does that apply to you and I? If I love the praise of people more, then I will stop preaching the gospel, and I will start preaching heresy in the form of... And if I love the glory of man more than the glory of God, I will chase that glory, and it is obtainable. It can be popular but it doesn't help you in the presence of God. It doesn't lead to worship of God. In fact, it leads to the opposite, worship of self, which is the worst sin in the book of Proverbs, the sin of pride. If you love the glory of man more than God, then you do not serve God. Reject glory that is given to you to possess for a short time worship of God that is directed back to Him. We're sinners. We do not deserve to have what God rightfully earns. He goes on. He talks about the boasting of the Pharisees, how they sound trumpets. We'll turn to Proverbs chapter 20. Louis uh, A. Babarini in his commentary said, The Pharisees made a great show of giving to the needy. They would find a poor crowd and give it to you. It'd be the same thing as if you stopped at a person who was uh, asking for money next to the interstate, and you, in Proverbs chapter 20, Starting in verse 6, we see why this is such an error. Proverbs 20, verse 6. Many a man proclaims his steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. Just about everybody says that they love other people. Nobody says that. Very few of us walking around, walk around saying that, no, I'm, I'm just not good at being nice. I'm... <laughs> No, we don't describe ourselves that way. We walk around saying, I love me and everyone else does too. <laughs> Verse 7. The man who proclaims his steadfast love, but if you can't find him, what does it profit you? Verse 7. The righteous who walks in his integrity. Blessed are even his children after him. I am a Christian. 
but their life does not back up those words. And that's why it's easy when you have true integrity to say, I am the worst sinner there is. That's why Paul could say it. I'm the chief of all sinners. He could say it because it was true. And when I stand here and say, I am the chief of all sinners, it is true. There are many who say they love others and they want to help. But when the time comes, they're nowhere in here right now who went and helped me wire some sheds for another student. We worked all day in the heat. And, and, and we weren't getting paid. Real friends. Because they help you in their, your time of need. The one who walks to help, who serves God with action as well as word, is the one who is right before the Lord. We go on to our third and final point. The secret heart is the right heart. Now usually, but verse 3 of Matthew says, when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That's a little extreme. How do you know? It's about your heart. So that your giving may be in secret. Why should your giving be in secret? Because we will puff ourselves up in pride and say, look at me, I put a 20 in there. And someone else can say, are you kidding? I put a Benjamin in there. And someone else can say, I wrote all kind of zeros on this check. There's an old joke about offering plate. Our flesh desires to puff itself up and say, look what I did. And everybody should do it in secret. Said, no one knows the good that you did except one. And the father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do you want men and women worshiping you? Praising you? Or do you want them worshiping and praising God? That's the key question here. Because if I want them praising me, that's not myself from the equation. That's why it's a bit of sin and saying, look, look how great I am. Instead, I declare how great God is. And when people focus their eyes on God and not on me, not only are they worshiping, but they're going to be led in blessings they probably couldn't even imagine. We spend so much time giving people our thoughts and our opinions, what we would do. But instead, what God wants, he has given us a book of instructions on exactly what to do. You guys want a copy of that? And it has the word of God in it. We go on to our final text, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. And I want to encourage you with this. If you have felt like you're one who is maybe, maybe I am doing it so people will look at me, maybe I am. You know, you can repent of that. But let's walk out of here tonight with this verse in our hearts. Hebrews 13, 16. Do not, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Pleased with you? Do you want the creator of the universe and who has numbered the hairs on your head, who knows tomorrow just as he knows yesterday? Think about yesterday. How well do you know yesterday? Maybe you've already forgotten a few things. Our, our human minds, we forget, like, if I asked you what you ate for breakfast two weeks, God knows. And guess what? He knows two weeks from now. This omnipresent and loves you specifically. Not, not, not as a group, not because your parents brought you here or someone else told you you ought to come to church. No, God loves you. And to do well before him, to worship him, you have to neglect what is evil and focus on what is good and share what you have. If you have Christ within you, if you have no interest in sharing the message of the gospel, then that's more evidence of what's not. Neglect 
but we strive for it. We share what we have for such sacrifices. You don't just bring sacrifices anymore like they used to do in the temple. You are the sacrifice. The Holy Spirit in you is bringing you to God's altar and laying you upon it so that the blade cutting you and it's your life that is broken open. It's your heart that is spilled for those around you. Who's my neighbor? And what they meant was, is who do I not have to love anymore? But Jesus said, you know what? You know that group of Samaritans, that racially divided group that you guys hate and are prejudiced against? Let me tell you a story about the good Samaritan who rescued the Jew who would have hated him for doing so. Jesus used that story specifically. That's your neighbor, the one you think is beneath you. You think is less than you love. Sacrifice for. Share with. Do good and share what you have. God is pleased when we give to the poor. And we give credit to the one who rightfully earned it and deserves it. It's not me. It's not you. It's God. He's exalted in glory. And one day we will all join around his throne and sing his praises forever. As they say, tooting our own horn. But we blow the spiritual trumpet of God's worship. And when the world looks at us, they should not see that club that spiritual museum of perfect Christians, they should instead see what the world saw when they looked at the disciples. These men are uneducated and unlearned and unsure that they have been with Jesus. And I want them to say that about me, and I want them to say that about you up in your life. Do good and share what you have, because what you have as a Christian is Christ, and that's what your neighbors need. They need food and water, and they need clothing and shelter, but they need Jesus the most. Share what you have, and don't, don't trumpet it It's the credit. Let's credit him even now as we pray. It's above even your throne. Help us, Lord, not to fall into the, the sin of pride where we would say, yes, look at me, look what I have done. The only true thing I can say I have done is sinned. All good the Holy Spirit has done within me. So Lord, let us make it about you now. Let us make it about you we are called to do. And when I blow that trumpet, Lord, I do what I do it. To the glorious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.